0: Hello, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Gavin DeStasi. Earlier this week, the S&P 500 officially entered bear market territory for 2022, which means it was down 20% from the highs reached back in January. The threshold of 20% is really an arbitrary one, as a similar amount of pain would be felt by investors, even if the index was only down by, say, 18 or 19%, and thus not officially in bear market territory. But what it does by reaching that level is get the media into a lather, which of course results in the fear-mongering and the sensational headlines getting ramped up into overdrive. We'll be inundated with headlines like markets in turmoil or stocks plunging from highs. And news outlets will be rolling out their most pessimistic pundits to offer their most somber assessments of where we go from here, whether it's a definite recession or the next depression they're sure will soon come. Inflation remains high, and with the Federal Reserve raising interest rates in order to try to tamp it back down, rates across the board have gone up significantly in recent months. With borrowing costs higher, on top of the increased cost of living associated with higher inflation, and the knock-on effects of all of those conditions, well, the headwinds to the markets are real. And despite the obvious disdain I am unable to mask for the way markets are reported on, particularly in down markets, the truth is that I don't know what the markets are likely to do over the next 6 to 12 months. And neither does anyone else, despite how sure they might sound on TV. And look, I understand why the media reports on the markets the way they do. They're trying to sell advertising. And to sell advertising, they need viewers, or readers, or clicks. And the more sensational and scary the headlines, the more clicks and reads they get. They get more for the dire reports than they do for the feel-good stories, for sure. So when they have the opportunity, they have to roll with it. I get it. I just don't like it. I don't like it because I see how much it can negatively affect the average investor who's doing all the right things, but is in danger of derailing their financial plans because they get nervous. And it's really hard to keep things in perspective and stay the course when everything you see and hear about the markets you've invested your life savings in is so negative. In light of that, I'd like to try to provide a little perspective, so that just maybe, You investors out there finding it hard to fight back the negativity these days can find that steel you need to ride out the storm, however long it lasts. In behavioral finance, there's something called recency bias. It basically says that we humans have a tendency to place too much emphasis on experiences that are freshest in our memories, even if they're not the most relevant or consequential in the long run. In investing, what that means is when markets are down, we see everything through the lens of a down market. Similarly, when markets are up, we tend to think that's what markets always do. This is why, despite the fact that until the beginning of this year, we had basically been in a 13-year bull market starting from the end of the last recession back in 2009, everybody is so down about their investment portfolios at the moment. There were some hiccups along the way, most notably at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, but for the most part, it's been a straight ride up since 09. From the intraday low of 666 in March of 2009 to the high of roughly 4,800 in January of this year, the S&P 500 was up over 600%. Even after the latest 20% down move, the S&P is still up roughly 450% from 2009 until today. But we humans always measure from the top. We don't remember what our portfolio looked like in 2009, but we remember what it looked like at the top in January, and compared to that, things look bad. The fact of the matter is that bear markets are necessary, recessions are necessary, because the pendulum always swings too far in each direction. What I mean by that is that the nature of markets, because they're inhabited by us humans, tend to overshoot on either side. They go up too much when things are good, and they go down too much when things aren't so good. This is the reality of the fallacy of the theory of efficient markets, which really only exists over long periods of time and so markets need to normalize from time to time in order to get back to equilibrium. The effect, of course, can be a little nerve-wracking, but if you're able to see these cycles as normal and necessary, they tend to look a little less daunting. And if you can see them as opportunities, the more the better. In reality, for most investors, and the younger you are, the more this holds true, bear markets truly are opportunities. That's because if you're still working and thus contributing to your retirement account every paycheck, what you're doing right now is buying securities on sale. We often talk about how the stock and bond markets are the only markets in the world where people wait until the price goes up before they want to buy something. Nobody does this when they're buying shoes. If you want a pair of shoes and they go on sale, you buy them and you're happy about it. Not so with investments. Nobody wants to buy when they're on sale the most. It's why I get so confused when I hear a 40-year-old complaining about how their 401k is getting hammered. I just want to grab them by the shirt collar and scream, you're 25 years away from retirement for God's sakes, you should be praying for a recession right now. But of course you can't go around doing things like that. Even if you're not committing more money to the markets along the way anymore, these down markets can still be an opportunity, and that's where good investment management comes in. Here at TDWM, we rebalance our clients' accounts at least twice a year, which means we readjust the percentages of the asset classes we hold for each client's portfolio to get back in line with their target asset allocation, because they get out of whack as the markets move along. For the past 13 years, as the equity markets have outperformed, that's meant we've mostly been selling stocks and buying bonds at each rebalance. Now we're finally able to reverse this trend and sell bonds in order to buy stocks on sale buy low and sell high, right? It sounds easy, but it's actually quite hard without a systematic plan in place, precisely because of the behavioral roadblocks we've already discussed. In that way, even if we're not committing new capital to our accounts, we can still take advantage of the market movements when things get volatile. The bottom line is that markets move in cycles, and despite what our recency bias tells us, they always will. That 7% per year return we're shooting for doesn't come every year in a straight line up. To achieve it, we have to ride out 20% down, then 4% up, and 7% down, then enjoy 15% up, and up 4%, and up 6%, and so on and so on. It's the only way, and as I said, it's not easy. If it was, everyone would be rich. Here's one final piece of data to perhaps help highlight the point. From September of 2002 to today, a 20-year time period, which has included some good times and bad, as most do, including the so-called Great Recession, a global pandemic, and the recent 20% slide into bear market territory. The S&P 500 has returned roughly 9.6% per year with dividends reinvested. To get it, you had to ride out some ups and downs to be sure, but if you're able to see the big picture, tune out the noise and stay the course for the long haul, and most importantly, keep the fear at bay when the bear markets come along. The rewards are most definitely worth it. Opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. This program should not be construed as financial, legal, or estate planning advice. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Please remember, investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital and seek advice from a licensed professional. Topel and Dastasi Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Topel and Dastasi Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Topel and Dastasi Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.